Today is another inspiring message from the Briscoes here on Telling the Truth. Jesus Called the Disciples is the message Stuart Briscoe is bringing today. In their new five-message series, Fighting Unseen Forces, Stuart and Jill show you straight from God's Word how you can stand strong against your spiritual enemy and live victoriously in Christ. We'll send you a copy of this resource as our thanks for your support today to help others experience the life of abundance God wants them to have in Jesus. But this offer ends very soon. So call today to request your copy of Fighting Unseen Forces, 1-800-889-5388. That's 1-800-889-5388. Or you can give online at tellingthetruth.org. Now, here's Stuart with his wisdom on what Jesus calling the disciples can mean for your life. Jesus called his disciples. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. First of all, let me explain what we mean when we talk about Jesus calling people. Jesus had a habit of going up to people and saying something very short, sharp, and to the point. What he would say to them was, follow me. And remarkably, there were men and women who were prepared, it says quite specifically in Luke chapter 5, for instance, there were people who, as a result of his command to them, follow me, were prepared to do just that. And they left all and followed him. That is the essence of the call of Christ. Notice, however, that the call of Christ has two dimensions to it. On the one hand, the call of Christ is an invitation. It is an invitation to have an experience of Christ. When we think in terms of the experience of Christ, obviously we could talk endlessly on the subject, but there are two specific areas that are in the forefront of our thinking. When we encourage people to respond to the invitation of Christ, first of all, we're thinking in terms of him inviting them to experience his salvation. The salvation that Christ offers is a salvation that touches our past and makes it possible for our sins to be completely forgiven, to be blotted out, to be taken out of the divine record. So the call of Christ is, first of all, an invitation. An invitation to save me from what I've done, to save me from what I am, and to save me from where I was going. But the other aspect of his invitation is to acknowledge his lordship. For you remember that the full title of Jesus is the Lord Jesus Christ. When we think in terms of his lordship, we think in terms of his deity, we think in terms of his authority. So he invites us to submit ourselves to his benevolent lordship. As we commit ourselves to his benevolent lordship, he commits himself to leading and guiding us through life, on through death and into eternity. The call of Christ then is an invitation, but you'll also notice that it is a summons. For Jesus comes up to men and women and he says, follow me. And that has the essence of a summons in it. We shouldn't be surprised. It is an invitation given by God himself. It is an invitation by the one who is in charge of all things. 
And so he comes to us and he says, in effect, I invite you to experience all that I have for you. But remember, I invite you to experience it on my terms, not yours. It is an invitation slash summons. Or if you like, it is an offering, but it is an offering that is related to an order. It is a promise that is related to a command. The call of Christ is something that comes from his initiative to which we respond. It does not start with us. It starts with him. So the essence of discipleship initially is that we understand that we have heard the call of Christ to be his disciple and we have responded. Now, it's possible that I'm talking to somebody right now and you say, well, I'm not sure that I understand what you mean by hearing the call of Christ. In the story before us in Luke chapter 5, there are a number of things that will help us understand the ingredients of the call of Christ. It says, first of all, that Jesus was teaching on the shores of the Sea of Galilee and the people were crowding in on him as they were listening to the word of God. Now, please notice that expression. The people were listening to the word of God. And I would submit to you that the call of Christ, the invitation, the summons, if you wish, to follow him comes as we take the time to listen to the word of God. The word of God is God's revelation of himself. It is God telling us what his purposes are. It is God outlining to us his promises. It is God stipulating his expectations. In a paramount way, it is God showing us what he is like. After Jesus had spent some time teaching them the word of God, they crowded on him. So he borrowed one of Simon Peter's boats and rowed out a little way and spoke from the boat. And after he'd done this, I suppose that by the way of thanking Simon Peter, he said to Simon Peter, now launch out into the deep, put out your nets for a catch. The response of Simon Peter at that moment was perfectly understandable. He said, master, with all due respect, I, I have been fishing all night. We didn't catch a thing. I've, as I've spent all night fishing, I'm pretty tired right now. When I got in from fishing, I did what all we fishermen have to do. I spent hours cleaning my nets. Now, with all due respect, master, if I didn't catch any fish at night, I'm certainly not going to catch them in the morning with the sun on the water. Moreover, if I were to put out my nets now, having just cleaned them, I'd have to clean them all over again. I've been up all night. I'm ready to catch some Z's right now, Lord. And then he says incredibly, but because you say so, I'll do it. Now, please notice that remarkable statement. There are lots of reasons why Peter should not launch out into the deep, throw out his nets in order to catch a catch. And he can think of all the reasons, and he puts all the reasons on one side and incredibly says, but because you say so, I will do it. And he does it, and immediately they catch such a catch that the nets begin to break, they call in their friends in another boat. The two boats and all the men in it try to haul the fish on and the boats begin to sink. It's, it's, really, it's really quite incredible. Uh, what I want you to notice here is this. 
that after Jesus has taught them the word of God, he gives them the opportunity to respond to what they've heard. James, in his epistle, tells us that we shouldn't just be hearers of the word, we should be doers of the word. And you can tell how thoroughly we've heard it by what we do about it. So Jesus gives Peter the opportunity to do what he's heard. And Peter comes through. Master, he says, I will do what you tell me. First of all, because I understand that you are a person who is rightly called Master and Lord, and that you deserve, and you desire, and you demand my allegiance. And I will therefore obey you. It's a crazy thing to do. It makes absolutely no sense at all. But because you say so, I will do it. Uh, You see, the call of a disciple is, first of all, to listen very carefully to God's word and then to obey it and mix it with faith and respond to the challenge of it. I think it probably would be true to say that if I go to a situation where there is some proclamation of the word of God and I'm not challenged and I don't understand that I need to do something in obedience, and I don't grasp what it is that I need to respond to in faith, I would suggest to you that in all probability, we haven't really listened to the Word of God. Stuart Briscoe is bringing you his message, Jesus Called the Disciples, and he'll continue it in just a moment. You can't always see it raging around you, but every day you're locked in a battle that threatens your spiritual, emotional, and relational well-being. Spiritual warfare is very real, and you can't afford to sit this fight out. Your spiritual enemy will stop at nothing to keep you from experiencing the abundant and impactful life you're called to in Christ. But you can stand strong in Jesus and the power of His Spirit. And Stuart and Jill want to show you how, straight from God's Word, by sending you their new five-message series, Fighting Unseen Forces. We'll send you this encouraging series as thanks for your gift to help people around the world hear the message of Jesus through broadcasts like this one today. But this offer ends this week, so act now. Knowing your gift of support helps Telling the Truth carry the message of God's love to people across the globe so that they can experience life in Christ. So don't miss this resource. Call today to request your copy of Fighting Unseen Forces when you give. 1-800-889-5388. That's 1-800-889-5388. Or you can give online at tellingthetruth.org. Also, we want to let you know that after February 2nd, Telling the Truth will be moving off your local station. But you can still find the teaching you love from Stuart and Jill Briscoe at tellingthetruth.org, on the Telling the Truth app, or at oneplace.com. We trust you will connect with us there for 24-7 access to the Briscoe's Great Teaching. Now back to Stuart, who's talking to you about what Jesus did, why he did it, and how you can apply that to your decisions. The call to discipleship, then, is first of all a call to listen to the Word of God, find ways in which I should respond, and respond to it. 
Now, when the boats began to sink and the nets began to break, Peter responded to Jesus and said, Now look what you've done. I told you this didn't make any sense. And now you bust my nets. My old boat is sinking. And what am I as a fisherman without nets and without a boat? I'm going down the tubes with my boats and my nets. Now look what you've done. Actually, that's the revised version. That is not what Peter said. That is what you would expect him to say in a situation like that. In actual fact, what he said and did is quite astounding. We read that in that sinking boat, full of all those fish jumping and squirming all over the place, he falls down at Jesus' knees and he pleads with him, Jesus, depart from me. I am a sinful man. Now that's incredible. Depart from me. I am a sinful man. But you see, this is all part of the call to discipleship. Sin is like paralysis that grips you powerfully so that you cannot be what you need and ought to be. And sin is abusive. It doesn't just abuse us. It is abusive of others. But sin also is an estrangement. It helps us to see that there's a great gap between who God is and what we are. And we find ourselves alienated from God. This alienation from God, the Bible describes it as follows. Your sins have separated between you and your God. And what does this separation, what does this alienation look like? Well, if I come from God and I live through God and I'm accountable to God, but I'm estranged from God, then I'm estranged from my roots, I'm estranged from my sense of destiny, and I'm estranged from the very empowerment that is necessary for me to find purpose in life. In other words, I find a great big sort of vacuum inside me. What does this vacuum look like? Well, it it looks like a searching, a longing for something. It looks like a failure to be satisfied, a failure to be filled, a hungering that is never, never deeply satiated. It's called by some theologians a God-shaped blank. And this is sinfulness. Now, this is what Jesus said. He said, I come to call people to repentance. I come to command them. I come to invite them to be my disciples. And as they do that, they come acknowledging their sinfulness. They come to me as the one who can deal with their sinfulness. And they come humbly and repentantly turning from their sinfulness. If I turn to face Christ, by definition, my back is to that which is contrary to Christ. I cannot do both. But there's a fourth thing here. The fourth thing here is that when Jesus calls these people, he calls them to a radically new lifestyle. After the boats begin to sink, the nets begin to break, Jesus takes command and he says to Simon Peter, don't be afraid, from now on you will catch men. And when they heard this, we're told that Peter and James and John They're right on the top of the who's who of the Christian church, aren't they? Peter, James, and John left everything and followed him. And now we see Jesus beginning to do what he continues to do to this day, and that is call disciples. 
The second aspect of this radical lifestyle to which he called us is seen in the fact that Jesus says to these men, from now on, you will catch men. Up until now, you have been experts at catching fish. That is not irrelevant. It is not important. It is significant. It has a role, but it is mundane. It is mundane. Peter, what do you do with your life? He says, well, you know, if I'm fishing at night, when it goes twilight, I, I get my boat and I load in my nets and I push it out and I work all night throwing those nets over and hauling them in. And I come in in the morning and I unload my fish and I gut the fish and I try to sell it and I argue and wrangle with everybody. And then I have to spend endless hours washing my nets and I bring up my boat and I clean up my boat. And then I go home and get a bite to eat and I try and get some sleep, but the kids are creating chaos, and then I get up and I do the same old thing again. Uh-huh. How long have you been doing that? I've done it all my life. Well, what else are you doing with your life? Well, that's about it. <laughs> Gee, is that life? Well, I guess that's my life. Well, so I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll tell you what I'm going to do for you, Simon. I am going to invest the mundane with meaning. I'm going to invest the mundane with meaning. This is not to suggest that catching fish isn't appropriate. It is not to suggest for a moment that earning an honest living is not the right thing to do. All I'm going to tell you is this, that I am going to take those natural abilities, those things that go to make you, you, and I'm going to take them and I'm going to invest them with a significance that is greater and grander than anything you've ever imagined before. And I'm going to liberate you from mundanity. There isn't such a word until this moment. I'm going to liberate you from mundanity and I'm going to give you the feeling of meaning in the mundane. What a transformation it would make if men and women would rub the sleep out of their eyes in the morning, wake up to the fact that today the mundane will have the glow of eternal meaning on it and today I'm not just catching fish, I'm out there catching men alive for eternity. And that is the call. The radical call to discipleship. To trade your fearfulness for fearlessness. To begin to discover him, invest the mundane with meaning. And thirdly, it is a call to identify with a cause. A call to identify with a cause. All of us left to identify with something greater and grander than ourselves. But more than anything else, the call was to identify with him. Follow me. He's not inviting us to a religion. He's not calling us to a philosophy of life. He's not even calling us to believe a whole lot of things. What he's doing is saying, look, I'm alive. I was dead. I live in the power of an endless life. And I'm inviting you to share your life from this moment on with me. And I'll share my life in the person of the Holy Spirit with you. Come, come. Follow me. There was something so authoritative. There was something so authentic. There was something that just exuded integrity about Christ that they left all and followed him. What did Jesus do? That's what he did. And what is he doing today? Same thing. He's calling men and women and boys and girls to be his disciples. And here's the key. There had been a general call to discipleship And now out of all the disciples he'd called, he picks 12 to be apostles. It's an invitation. It's a summons. And that's what Jesus is doing to this day.
You've been listening to Stuart Briscoe, part of the teaching team that makes up telling the truth. Between the pressures of paying bills, taking care of your family, and keeping up with a chaotic calendar, it's easy to feel outnumbered and overmatched. And those are just the visible challenges you face each day. The unseen forces of evil can make life seem even more overwhelming, threatening your spiritual, emotional, and relational well-being. But you're not without help and hope. And in their new five-message series, Fighting Unseen Forces, Stuart and Joel Briscoe show you how you can live victoriously, knowing that with Christ and His Spirit, you're never alone. And through the end of this week only, this new series is our thanks for your gift of support to help more people experience life through the resources and teaching of Telling the Truth. Generous friends like you keep broadcasts like this one today going, even reaching people in places that are closed to the gospel. So if you haven't given before, now is a great time to jump in and help keep God's word going out around the world to you and many others. And remember to request your copy of Fighting Unseen Forces when you call now and give. Just call 1-800-889-5388, 1-800-889-5388, or you can give online when you visit tellingthetruth.org. Here are some answers from Stuart to a couple of questions about his message today. Stuart, can anyone be sure that they really are hearing what God's Word has to say? That is an excellent question. Uh, can we be really sure that we are really hearing what God's Word has to say? Uh, I, I get troubled at times when I sometimes hear people saying very, very emphatically, the Lord said to me, or the Lord told me uh, this, that, or the other. Now, I, I'm not denying the possibility that God by His Spirit can impress something upon us and lead us in a certain direction. But uh, I, I think we need to be careful uh, b- before we attribute to uh, the Lord uh, what may be questionable. But I think there's another way of looking at it as well. When, when we turn to God's Word, um, we, we've, we've got to be very, very careful in, in how we interpret the Word. A lot of people don't like the word interpret, but the simple fact of the matter is this, that we need to read it very, very carefully to know what it says, uh, and then we've got to develop the skills and the tools so that we know what the author meant. And then we can make the general application. And then, uh, with, with the help of other people, with careful prayer and meditation, we can arrive with a degree of certainty to what what it really is saying to us at this time. But we need to be careful, and we must not take the name of the Lord our God in vain, saying, the Lord told me this, the Lord said this, when that is perhaps questionable. And what's your advice to people who believe in Jesus, but just don't feel like they're living in Him to the fullest? My advice to people who believe in Jesus but don't feel they're living in him to the fullness is uh, join the club Uh, because I I don't think I've ever met anybody who is living to the fullness uh, of the possibilities of life in Christ. Uh, Having said that, that does not mean we just shrug our shoulders and say, well, nobody's doing it, so I don't need to worry about this. What it means is this, that we should be strictly honest with ourselves, and we should be willing to say, 
uh, am I showing any signs of spiritual growth and maturity? I, I can ask myself, what what is it that I have been learning recently that has expanded my understanding of who God is? Now we can ask ourselves another question. Uh, as, as I found my mind and my heart expanded with this discovery of what God is revealing of himself, uh, what was the... What was the moral fallout as far as I was concerned? What did it require of me? And then I can ask myself the question, well, what did I do with what I now know? These are the questions, I think. We shouldn't be looking for arriving at a stage. We should be looking at living life one step at a time in trust and obedience. Stuart, thanks so much for your answers to these questions. Before we go, we want to remind you that this month, when you give to support Telling the Truth broadcasts like this one, we'll send you Stuart and Joel Briscoe's five-message series, Fighting Unseen Forces. This powerful new series will help you stand strong in Christ and in the power of His Spirit against the enemy, so you can live victoriously each day. But this offer ends very soon. So please request your series when you call 1-800-889-5388. 1-800-889-5388 or you can give online when you visit tellingthetruth.org and just a reminder that after February 2nd Telling the Truth will be moving off your local station but you can still find the teaching you love from Stuart and Jill Briscoe at tellingthetruth.org on the Telling the Truth app or at oneplace.com we trust you'll connect with us there for 24-7 access to the Briscoe's Great Teaching Be sure to come back tomorrow as Jill continues her message, Winning the Worry War, and turns to the New Testament for more help in defeating worry. That's tomorrow, here on Telling the Truth.